What's going on, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 135 was happening, people was cracker-lacking, and the good words of my best friend, Patrick. What the fuck is shaking and baking? What is happening, good people? I hope y'all are having a great, um, had a great week, had a great weekend. Um, you know, shout out to everybody that's been listening to us uh, from the U.S. to the U.K. to Denmark to Australia. Uh, Antarctica, everywhere around the goddamn world. We appreciate you, especially with everything that's going on right now. We appreciate you. We appreciate all the love and everything like that. But before we actually get into the show, you feel what I'm saying? Before we actually go there, uh, we have a few sponsors that we have to shout out and give some give some good shout outs to. So before we do that, um, <clears throat> let's give a shout out to one of our good sponsors, my sister, uh, Miss Angie, um, the creator, founder, and uh, head makeup, damn near artist of uh, A Marie Beauty. Listen to all my black queens out there. I know, I know that you know sometimes your lashes, you know, it's just it's just not working. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes your lashes are just not, you know, they 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 just don't stick on. You know what I'm saying? But listen, you know, uh, my 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 sis at A Marie Beauty has all. The great lash extensions. She got 3D lashes, 5D lashes, mink lashes. She even got the lash glue for that ass. You understand what I'm saying? I know it. I listen. I I done seen some of your lashes. Some of y'all lashes should be slipping off sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And they be they be big too. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I done seen her product. She got she got those full good lashes. That's not too long, but that'll make you pop even more. You understand what I'm saying? And listen, when you go to her website right now. Right now, you take 15% off your whole order right the fuck now. Listen, make sure that you go to amariebeauty.com. That's A-M-R-A, all right? That's A-M-A-R-I-E, beauty.com. And when you subscribe to our website, you get 15% off your first order. Damn there. You know what I'm saying? Like, she giving you that good quarantine special, man. Like, make sure that y'all go up in there and get y'all some A. Marie Beauty. And uh, we got to shout out my boy, my guy, you know what I'm saying? The brand specialist himself, uh, Mr. Albert D. Foster. Now, Albert D. Foster, listen, if you know anything, if you're in the Grand Rapids area, if you're in the Michigan area, you know of Mr. E. D. F, okay, he is the brand specialist. He is a photographer, videographer, and he is here to make your brand literally come to life. So make sure that you hit my man's up. He is available anywhere and everywhere around the Grand Rapids area. Make sure that you hit him up on his Instagram. I'll have everything in the description boxes uh, when we post our episode and everything. So make sure that you hit up my man's EDF, Elvin D. Foster, for all your portraits, all your videography, all your branding needs, because he is the brand specialist, period. He's worked with some dope, dope brands around um, around Grand Rapids, including myself, still working with me, so I appreciate him, and I love him for that, so I appreciate that. So, now that all the bills are paid, um, I hope everybody's had a good week. Uh, it is Father's Day today. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. I'll get into more of that when we get into the show. Uh, but like I said, make sure that you are uh, listening to us on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? We are everywhere, streaming everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. We are everywhere. Um, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure that you uh, tune in. We thank everybody for coming in. 
first time listeners, last time listeners, you know, recurring listeners, listeners from everywhere. We love you and we appreciate you for coming in and stopping by, dropping on in and kicking it with your boy. You feel what I'm saying? Um, so let's get into it for real. We have a good, good, actually great show today. I'm actually pretty excited because I'm going back to the old format. Over the last two weeks, we've been, I've been moving, right? I've been, I've been, I've been really moving. You understand what I'm saying? This couch, right? I haven't seen this couch in a long time when it comes to me being uh, on the podcast. Because y'all know I've been outside. I've literally been outside. I've been in Grand Rapids, you know what I'm saying? It's the summertime. You know, I've, I've been out dangling, acting up, you know what I'm saying? Not, not real for real acting up, but acting up. You know, just just doing my own fuck. This was last week. Y'all got two episodes. You know what I'm saying? Two. Y'all got two of them things. Like I wasn't even planning on. Let me let me tell y'all before we actually get to it. I wasn't even planning on doing two episodes last week. Like that was off the fuck. Like it was just off the cuff. Like I'm literally, you know, with kicks and coffee. Shout out to them. Shout out to Wayne and Alex. Um, I'm really I'm I'm, I'm over there and you know, like I said last week. Um, uh, the guy, my guy, Bert, asked me to bring my shit. He asked me to bring, you know, say, bring your podcast stuff. You know what I'm saying? You might be out here, uh, and you, and you might, you know, you know, start podcasting and shit like that. So, you know, I bring my camera and shit like that, like I said. And, you know, I bring my camera, podcast stuff, and it was just a whole, last week was just a vibe. You know what I'm saying? To see, it was, it was really, it was really a blessing to really understand and see your friends, um, um, doing their thing all in their individual bag you understand what i'm saying and like i said last week it it really brought a a, a new creative fire that i lost or didn't that i didn't have for a long time back into my belly here in grand rapids here's the thing I, i don't think i've lost creative fire period but i think to create here for me personally to continue doing what i'm doing here Personally, I've always said this on my podcast. Y'all know this. Um, it, it always felt like it was. It was. It, I, I, I've peaked, right? I've always said that. I feel like I was always peaking. Like I was like, okay, what's next? Like for me, what's the next for me? What's the what's the? Because I felt like I was just being here, and nothing else was mattering. You know what I'm saying? Nothing else was not mattering, but moving. You understand what I'm saying? Nothing else was really moving. I'm moving. But I'm like, where is where's the creative fire that I that I had? And last and, and, and when I went to Kicks of Coffee last weekend, it was it was it was literally that type of uh creative fire that I kinda got back, you know what I'm saying, you know, just doing shit off the cuff and just doing you know, just just having fun with it. Right. And um it was it was just, just an amazing experience. Like it really brought kinda like a fire back into me. And um not gonna say I want to particularly stay, but I would. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm I'm optimistic with a lot of shit, right? I know that I'm I'm confident and and have faith in my ability. You know what I'm saying? My my knowledge, my intelligence, and my business to know that wherever I go, this is coming with me. You know what I'm saying? Like this is not stopping, right? I'm mobile. That's that's one thing that I realized last week too is that I'm really fucking mobile out here in these streets. Like I could podcast fucking everywhere. Anywhere if I wanted to. Like, seriously. You understand what I'm saying? Like, get me a table and a plug. And maybe an extension cord. I'm good. I'm good. Get me a plug, an extension cord, and a table. I'm fine. Like, that's 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 all I need to sit here and pop. Everybody need, like, a studio and shit like that. Nigga, I bring the studio to you. 
You feel what I'm saying? I am the studio. Like, what did you say? I'm the walking studio. Like, what is you saying? I can bring it to you. Like, it, it be like that. Like, when I tell people, y'all let me know. Where do you want me to go? Do y'all want to meet here? Do you want to meet here? Where do you want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's up? Like, I, I really understood um, last week that I'm really a mobile-ass studio and I fuck with it. I'm really a mobile podcast and I really, really do fuck with that shit to the highest degree. It really, it really made me understand, like, yo, this shit can be a thing. Like, this is... This is really dope. Like I'm really crossing some, 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 some. I'm entering some, some paths that I didn't think I was gonna enter here with just me podcasting. Like, mind you, podcasting is just one path. I've literally, with everything that's been going on now, I've literally entered into multiple pathways with this podcast shit and wearing multiple hats. So it's just, man, it's it's, it's a blessing. But of course, we have a show today. You know what I'm saying? We got a good show. Not a long show, but a good show. Uh, we're going to um, talk about Kyrie and Ky- uh, KD, of course. We're going to talk about um, all the brands that are deciding to take, you know, the, um, uh, all the, uh, you know, old black, um, how can I say, old black figures off of their food. Um, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben in particular. We'll talk about that. Teddy Riley got upset at Tony Baker. And got in his feelings. We'll talk about that. We're going to get into happy, uh, we're going to get into Father's Day a little bit more. Um, and then our MVP of the week. Oh, look. Because this MVP, I have to sit here and have y'all listen to this, right? I can't talk about it first. I have to let y'all listen to this. One, we don't have a clown of the week this week. Let me just say that right now. I really wasn't trying to search for a clown of the week this week. It was Juneteenth weekend. It was Father's Day weekend. I didn't want all that negativity all up on my show today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really wasn't trying to find a clown this week. You know, But if you have a clown, you can sit here and submit them to me. If you think there's a clown in your area or whatever, let me know what it is, what they be doing and shit like that. If they clowning, let me know. But I really wasn't looking for a clown this week. It was Juneteenth weekend. First of all, happy Juneteenth weekend to everybody. I hope everybody had a great Juneteenth. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that uh, in the show, of course. But I really didn't have a clown. I wasn't really looking for one. But um, our MVP of the week, though, right, um, is Gary. What, 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 what was his name again? Gary Chambers Jr. Now, I posted him on my Instagram story um, uh, last or yesterday, right? And I want to find the video because Gary Chambers Jr. is probably one of my heroes right now. I just, I just, I really just want to say that, right? Now, this man is from, uh, I believe, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and. Um, he went to a council. He went. He he was he was. Um, it was a city council meeting that was happening in Baton Rouge. And when I tell you this man got up here, not only read the council, I, not only read right. And what I mean by read, because a lot of y'all don't know what reading is, um, it's basically when you sit here and tell somebody off. It's basically when you cut somebody out in such a professional way, though, right? In such a way, right? Cussing out is one thing. But reading, you understand what I'm saying? When you read somebody, you are it is literally them talking to you. You sit there and observe, and then you and then after they, you know, cuss you out or whatever, you get up and you literally read them from head to toe. You talk about their life. You can you can literally sit here and invade somebody's life without even knowing their life 
just by sitting there observing how they coming at you and then reading the motherfuckers back to you, right? So this man not only read them, but he dragged them. He dragged the shit out of Karen on this motherfucking board. On this, ca- listen, I have to sit here and let this play. Hold up, here we go. I had continued to get up here and talk about how racist Robert E. Lee was, but I'm gonna talk about you, Connie. Connie, sorry. Over there shopping while we talking about Robert E. Lee. This is a picture of you shopping while we talking about racism and history in this country. Only white members of this board got up while we were up here talking too, because you don't give a damn, and it's clear. But I'm going to tell you what the slaves, my ancestors, said about Robert E. Lee, since you don't know history, sister. Let me tell you that they said when he got the plantation, after he got off the field with 27,000 people dying at Gettysburg, Connie, Robert E. Lee was a brutal slave master. Not only did when he whooped the slaves, he said, lay it on them hard. After he said, lay it on them hard, he said, put brine on them so it'll burn them. That's what Robert E. Lee did. And you set your arrogant self in here and sit on that shopping while the pain and the hurt of the people of this community is on display. Because you don't give a damn and you should resign. You should have resigned two years ago when you choked the white man in his house. Mm. You should have resigned two weeks ago when you got on TV and said foolishness. And you should walk out of here and resign and never come back. Because you are the example of racism in this community. You are horrible. And she did walk out, not though. To the rest of the I'm community. not even lying. She walked out. She walked out. And 81% of them are black. And do you need a Klan rally outside, Mr. Goldeck, before you end it? Because holding it up means that you put that building in jeopardy. You do, sir. Because all over the country, they're burning stuff down. And black folks in this city have stood with protesters. I ain't seen you elected officials out there with them. Making sure that nothing goes south in Baton Rouge. It's been folks in this community who give a damn. Not just when it's comfortable, but every time. And four years ago, we came down here. Mr. Drake, they say you're a good man. Be a good man. Black folks say you're a good man. White folks say you're a good man. Your legacy is attached to tonight, brother. Mm. Your legacy. Mm. Now, let me say to the black members of the board, it's the most solidarity I've seen out of y'all in forever. Let's keep it at. Let's stand on this moving forward. Because we don't need to apologize for Connie, Evelyn. She showed you who she was when she was sitting next to you while you were talking shopping. You don't need another example. Now, when do we as Baton Rouge stop being in 1856? If you want to name the building after somebody, how about PBS Pitchback, the first black governor of the state of Louisiana, when he was governor during Reconstruction? You want another name? Oscar Dunn, who was the lieutenant governor of the state of Louisiana in the 1860s that gave the right for Darius Lannis and Don Collins and, and Evelyn Wayne Jackson and Tramiel Howard to get here. You want to name it after somebody from Reconstruction? Name it after the people who fought for Appalachian of Selling. If you want to name it after somebody, honor the right people, the people who are on the right side of history. But it's your ancestor that the school is named after. So you're holding on to your heritage. But we built this joint for free. And we done begging you to do what's right. Thank you, sir. Now, my man's not only dragged Karen Connie, but he dragged that whole mother fucking book. First of all, we just gotta give up. Because we have a lot of local warriors. And like we said, your heroes don't always wear capes. You understand what I'm saying? 
And particularly my heroes never wear capes. They are always local and fighting. You understand what I'm saying? There are a lot of Gary Chambers out here locally in each community. You understand what I'm saying? And it's just not in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but we have a lot of Gary Chambers out here. Gary Chambers just went at their head, though. You understand what I'm saying? And that's not just for particularly Baton Rouge. That's for every, like, black community, you know what I'm saying, in each environment, right? In each state, in each city. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I felt like he wasn't just talking, you know, particularly he was talking, of course, to Baton Rouge. But if you got the bigger picture, like, bruh, it is people on your city council board, on our city council board, who are literally shopping. Right? Who not giving a fuck about what the fuck we saying. So sometimes you got to expose niggas. Not only did he sit here and take the picture, he took the picture. But they got the video of Connie Karen. On shopping, shopping. And like he said, it's too many of you black people on these council boards sitting here defending. It is time to stop defending. I'm uh, listen, uh, listen, I'm sick of y'all defending niggas. <laughs> stop defending these white people who will never defend you. That's that's my biggest problem. You are sitting on a council board. But you're defending the people who will never sit here and really have your back. For what? Comfortability. Come on now. Come on now. And like he said, this he was like, this is the most black. He talked to the funniest part about that video was when he literally looked at the black council, the black people on the council. He was like, this is the most solidarity I have seen in forever. That's a problem. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's a problem. That is a whole problem in itself. The fact that he can sit here and say that this is the most solidarity that he's seen from his people on the council in forever, that's ridiculous. And that just doesn't go to his city council. That goes for a lot of city councils that deal with a lot of this bullshit right now. I said on this platform, yo, it is your response Your response is going to dictate how people are going to fuck with you in the near future. This is 2020, people. Okay? And I'm going to keep saying Somebody told me stop saying 2020. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. Fuck you and get the fuck up off my fucking platform. (laughs) Like, seriously, I remember somebody, I think somebody commented last week, stop saying 2020. I'm going to keep saying it. Because it is. You understand what I'm saying? So... Honestly, if you're sitting here saying to me, stop saying 2020, then you're not even getting the entire picture. Stop living in the fucking past. You understand what I'm saying? It is what you're going to say now that's going to dictate how niggas are going to fuck with you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that is that is what it is. From city council boards to the fucking 45. Right? Like, y'all think that y'all are in these positions of power... And y'all think y'all safe. One thing that y'all forget is that intelligence continues to flow. Period. And the more generations that come after us, the more they become more aware. And the more your dumbass sit here and not, um, and, and the little games and, and lies that y'all telling are slowly just coming to the surface. 
They slowly come into the surface. And at this point, you're going to have to sit here and just be honest and take accountability. That's the one thing a lot of people in power, in those positions of power, whether it's city council to the 45, no accountability has been taken. No accountability probably will be taken. You understand what I'm saying? But in that moment, and in that, oh shit, sorry y'all. Um, in that, you're going to have to sit here and be like, yo, I have to, um, I got to get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got to get it together. I have to make sure that things are together. So I want to just sit here and just shout out Mr. Gary Chambers. You know what I'm saying? For that, because I think, I think a lot of people needed, I think a lot of people like Gary Chambers. We need a lot more Gary Chambers in our community who read their councils for filth. And I mean for fucking filth. Like, it was just filth. So, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about... I, I have this picture, right? And it was a great picture. I shared it on... Um, I shared it on my Facebook page earlier this week. And this picture says, People are ready for weddings, not marriages. That's probably why so many people are getting divorced nowadays. Now, I know this is this is a conversation that's going to hit a lot of people in 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 the heart. You know what I'm saying? So when I go over this, uh when I give my opinion on this in the second half, I want to warn you now. Um please don't get in your feelings. <laughs> okay? Here's the thing. I don't know a lot of y'all, right? That's the thing. I don't know most of y'all. But I know that I say things that probably hit a spirit, right? Because I know it hits my spirit. And I be trying to, I look at myself like, damn, you said that. Okay, well, get me together then, right? Don't get in your feelings. If it, if it hits you, then allow that shit to manifest. Listen to it. Let it manifest and see, what, see, see why it's hitting you so hard, right? So... When we get into this, it's more so going to be, I'm going to be talking from a I'm going to be talking from my generation standpoint, okay? I'm going to be talking from um, a standpoint of what I observe, what I see, right? What I've seen, what I've been told, right? Because y'all know that I'm a great observer and I watch a lot of shit, right? So... When I go into this, I don't want people to get in their feelings because I feel like a lot of people are about to get in their feelings. <laughs> but at that point, I don't care. All right. So let's get into the show. Uh, happy, First of all, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, um, specifically my brother, uh, my cousins, all of y'all, Mario, Devron, Janelle, uh, EJ, all of y'all. I love y'all. Shout out to y'all, all my friends, uh, Darius, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. Happy Father's Day. Um Y'all are, y'all are some great dads, man. Just wanted to let y'all know that y'all are some motherfucking great dads. Uh, and personally, for me, thank you to my brother, John Nail, for, for blessing me. You know what I'm saying? Not Well, not you. It was Chelsea. But <laughs> but you planted the seed, of course. Um, and, 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 and Chelsea birthed a beautiful... You, 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 you guys gave me a beautiful niece that is just amazing. Um, she is... She's strong. You know what I'm saying? Like she buff, but she's so she's so precious. Um, but I, I want to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, um, particularly my black men. 
uh, I know that, you know, we, you know, sometimes, you know, we, 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 listen, it's a lot of things going on right now that are a lot of negative, you know, connotations of us in, 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 in the world right now. So right now I just want to sit here and say happy Father's Day to all, you know, all the fathers, particularly my black men who are out here just doing it, you know what I'm saying, for the kids, whether you're in the family or not, you know what I'm saying, whether you're a single father or you, you know what I'm saying, like I said, you're in the family. Um, um, just shout out to you for literally just doing your best. Um, you know, personally, I always say every time Father's Day comes around, because it's always weird for me, right? Father's Day is always like a, a Father's Day weekend is always kind of a weird time. Um, my dad passed when I was 12, right? So, um, it's always a weird time when I when I see people <clears throat> always I always say like when I see people bash their dads or you know see here and you know talk about their dads in a negative way. As I've as I've grown up and and really really had really understood my dad, um, and my pops. Like the thing is, I had a lot of resentment towards my dad when I was younger, especially when he passed. I was like, oh my God, I couldn't see him as much, right? I would always go down to see him every, um, what, every every summer up until um, <clears throat> up until his passing. So it was, as, as y'all know, I'm from Florida, right? He's from Florida. My dad's side is from Florida. My mom's side is from Detroit. So it was like, I would go every summer and go see him, see my brothers, see my, you know, my family down there. And, um, you know, he did his best. You know what I'm saying? He did the best he could. And that's the thing about it. Like, I had to understand and I really had to forgive. I really had to forgive my pops. And it was like I was searching for something that, you know, that I probably could never get. Because my pops did his best. He did the best that he could. You feel what I'm saying? I was his youngest boy, right? He knew that he wasn't in my life as much as he wanted to be because he had a lot of health conditions. You know what I'm saying? But... What I did understand and what I had to learn is that every moment that I was with him, I cherished every moment with that, right? Every time that we hung out, we would laugh, cry, talk shit, you know what I'm saying? He was all, he was such a music buff, right? That's, that's, that's like half of where I get all my R&B music, my music love from, you know what I'm saying? So we would always be listening to him. He was in a group, right? My dad was a singer, so it was like he was in a group and shit. So it was just like, you know... I cherish those moments, I, I and I love those moments. So when I say you have to sit here and forgive your pops, not for not for them, you know what I'm saying, but for you, because it would it, it it would be sick if your pops sat here and just you know, and it's going tomorrow, right, or it's going today, you know, like we can be so resentful sometimes, but we have to understand sometimes that, yo, you know, they did their best, the best that they could. Especially for some of us who are having children at, you know, 26, 27, 28. Gotta understand, like, yo, your parents did the best they could. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get mad. You can't get mad. Like, you can, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything. Like, you can't, you're not gonna get that time back. Like, time is gone now. That, that time is gone. So, you have to forgive. You know what I'm saying? And allow yourself to just embrace the time that you have now with them, right? You know what I'm saying? So, um, happy Father's Day again to all the fathers out there. Um, cherish your dads today. Love on your dads today. I know I will, definitely, from above. So, Dad, I appreciate you. I love you. Keep resting in power. 
Um, your baby boy is killing it out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? And he's my guardian. Oh, he's my guardian angel for sure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, my God. If I, Oh, he is my guardian angel. Like that. Woo. If it. Mm, let me tell you. It's been some situations. Who? Where? Ah. Dad came down and was like, yo, bro. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that man is a guardian angel for me, man. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there in these streets. Um, let's talk Teddy, man. Let's talk Teddy Riley. So listen, Teddy, uh, Alicia Keys and John Legend put out some dope ass albums over the weekend. And Tiana Taylor, they're just dope ass black music all weekend. Um, and they had, a, I think Alicia Keys and John Legend had a versus going on on live, or they just had something going on on live or whatever. They 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 were you know having a concert, right? And Tony Baker went into the live and basically was, <laughs> he basically like made a joke because Tony Baker is a comedian. He he is probably one of my favorite comedians right now, right? And um, he made a comment or made a joke. I, that's why I took it as a joke that, you know, hopefully the Wi-Fi and everything is not the Teddy Riley, you know, Wi-Fi and everything. Because as we know, the first verses, the first basically R&B verses that we wanted, Teddy Riley versus Babyface, Teddy Riley wanted to sit here and 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 New Jack Swing and nobody could get his um his Wi-Fi together. It's four people in there and nobody could get his Wi-Fi together. So your Wi-Fi was janky. You know what I'm saying? It was just janky and it was funny. Like people are laughing. You know what I'm saying? We're still you're still kind of the butt of the joke, right? We still reference you because it was just so funny. Teddy didn't take it funny, though. He got in his fifis and went at Tony Baker's head. In a way, right? He didn't cuss him out, but he was just basically saying, like, oh, you making these jokes, and I'll make more money. Not make more money than you, but basically like that. You know, saying it. I'm paraphrasing. But basically something, something along the lines of that, right? And everybody was like, oh, you got in your feelings? Teddy, come on now. Don't be getting in your feelings like that. Stop that now. You stop that. You know what I'm saying? And Teddy issued an apology. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Stop issuing apologies. <laughs> you said what you said. Right? Stop issuing apologies. Right? You you said what you said. You know what I'm saying? Like, you meant it too. Right? I need people to stop apologizing for the shit that they mean. Period. You meant what the fuck you said. Stop apologizing for it. It's like it's like it's like it's literally like these. It's literally like a lot of these celebrities who be saying off the wall shit and then apologizing for the shit that they mean. Stop apologizing. I don't want your apology. Right? Your apology is literally not in void because you meant what you said and you said what you meant. I appreciate it, but I don't want it. Fuck your apology. Right? Not, not not in that way, but like, for what? You said it already. It was a joke. You didn't take it as such. Okay, cool. No problem. Right? Everybody else took it as a joke because why? Tell Tony Baker's a comedian. Duh. Right? And for me, it's like when a comedian is talking about somebody of your caliber, Mr. Teddy, OG Teddy, when somebody is literally talking about somebody of your caliber, 
Like it would, it, it, it would, it would, it would boost everything for me if Tony Baker decided to make some jokes about me. Like what? Oh my god, I would, I would laugh. I would laugh if Ryan Davis made some jokes about me. If fucking Tony Baker kept on stage to hear more, if any of them motherfuckers made some jokes about me. I'm laughing, laughing like a motherfucker. Why? Because you see me, and now you're making jokes about me. Oh, I'm honored. Like to me, that is the that is the epitome of like you know, for me like that's one of the epitomes of 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 of, of like of entertainment. Like when a when a comedian is really talking about you, you feel what I'm saying on stage. It's it's hilarious because now you're entered into their world, and they and some of their people may not know you. So now they're talking about you, and and people want to now they want to see who you are. Exposure. That's what I'm saying. Like. What, what you mad at? You know? But I get it. You were upset because everybody's still on it. You're still the butt of the joke. Because you are, kind of. You know what I'm saying? You are. Your Wi-Fi was horrible. You know? We talked about this, all right? Your Wi-Fi was trash. It was trash. It wasn't great. It wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? It was just, you know, it... <sighs> sorry. You know? Sorry, not sorry. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you'll be fine. You know, you'll, you'll be just fine. Um, let's talk about KD and Kyrie versus everybody. Um, it's been a weird time in the sports world right now. Um, really haven't been keeping up, but uh, I have been keeping up with this story. Um, because, as you know, the NBA, um, the playoffs are coming back, I think, in July. Or maybe, I got to hit a post-up because shout out to post-up events, too. Um, I got to hit events to see if it's next week or actually in July, but the playoffs are coming back. Right. And Kyrie decided that he wanted to not play. Now, I don't know if the Nets are playing or not, but he's deciding or he's saying basically that players shouldn't, should not play, um, so that this message, the messages that we are conveying, you know, with all the protests had, uh, <clears throat> of police brutality and so much more that um, that has, you know, our knee on our neck systemically, uh, you know, he wants to use basically his platform to not play. And I think KD was, you know, okay with that. Um you know, they're best friends and everything. And he, you know, he, he, he sentimented that he, 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 um, he gave his, his two cents and he said the same thing. And, uh, there's a lot of people, um, a lot of sports figures, a lot of sports commentators, well-known Stephen A. Smith, Kendrick Perkins, that, um, are not with this. Right. And in the midst of all the basically bickering and arguing between video and Twitter fingers, um, KD called Kendrick Perkins a sellout. And uh it, in the sports world right now, especially in the black sports world, it's been a it's been a kind of divide right now. Right? Here's my thing on this. I've been saying for years that all black players, NFL, NBA, need to have a solidarity day and just not play. Or solidarity week and just not play. Something, right? To make a statement. Here's the thing where I where I disagree with um 
<clears throat> with Stephen A. Right? You make your own choice, right? You have your own platform. I was on, um, I, I was on a, a panel with uh, Jason Blant, uh, uh, JC. Uh, shout out to him in there the podcast and a couple other dope people, and we were, and we kind of discussed, you know, platforms in this time right now and how people are using their platforms to speak out, right? And I said that um, I have a problem with a lot of social media, quote-unquote, influencers who are not using their voice right now, right? Like, your silence means a lot, right? Your silence really does mean a lot. Like, you choose what you do with your platform, but I also will continue to say that your silence says a lot about you and how people are going to view you after all of this dies down and, you know, everything kind of gets back to everything. But it, it, it's because everything is going to change. Everything has been changing. If y'all if y'all understand what 2020 is looking like, it is the year of change. Literally a year of change. This is going to be a decade of change. It's about to be it's about it's about to be history making for real, for real. Um, and. I feel like players, black players particularly, um, should have a moment where they have to look in the mirror, right? And be like, okay, I have this platform, I have this 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 stat this stature, you know, even if I have the money too, right? I'm living very comfortable. I'm com- I'm more comfortable than where I was, right? How do I how do I use my platform to do better? Now we've seen a lot of um, a lot of players protesting and everything, and I'm I'm, I'm here for that, right? Definitely here for that. Uh, I think like um, I think it was like Brandon Brandon Ingram or some people out in LA was pro to get doing all of that and everything. Um, but Kyrie, like to Kyrie's point, I agree where there needs to be a moment where black players just don't play. Right? All black players just don't play. NFL and basketball included. You understand what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. I'm saying, like, get together. Y'all have players union. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all have players associations. This is where I'd be saying, like, okay, some people got to use their brain. Right? And some shit is just for the media. And this is why I disagree disagree with Stephen A. In a lot of ways, because... You're telling players they they if you want to play they can play but don't put that on everybody else. Well, son, you're you're a black sports commentator. I understand that you got to get your bag, right? I understand that you got to get your bag. I understand that the bag is there, but you know you can get fired at any time. I'm just saying, right? Whether you say something or not, you can get fired at any time. So at this point, I'm gonna make the most of what I got. Right, and if Kyrie and KD want to sit here, and a lot of players want to sit here and decide to not play on the on the on the solidarity of, okay, we need to get voices need like actions need to be met, then I think that will be it. We have to sit here and do things extreme to get extreme results. And that's the thing. Nobody wants to go there except and 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 listen. A lot of you can disagree with Kyrie. That's fine, right? That's perfectly fine. You can disagree with him all you want to, 
right? You can sit here and use your platform and not be do what you do. But what I don't want to hear in the future, and this is probably what's going to happen, what I don't want to hear, when you have the opportunity, this, this is the opportunity, right? You have the opportunity. Here's the thing. You have the opportunity to sit here and make a difference in your own way, right? Don't matter what you're doing. Make a difference in your own way. And if you're not taking that opportunity, what I do not want to hear in the future is any complaining about shit, any, 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 any bullshit coming out your mouth about all oh, this and that, systemic this, systemic that, racism. No, because you had the opportunity with your platform, with your platform, to do something. And you chose not to. So that's on you. That's going to haunt your conscience. So when people are not fucking with you in the future because of it, do not get upset. And that right there, my friend, is where people are going to get caught up. People want to still be liked. But then when it comes to actually doing the work, you want to sit in the background. No, 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 no. Some things have to go extreme. And if that means players have to sit here and, you know, take a two-week, you know what I'm saying? We ain't playing for two weeks. Okay. If y'all come to a consensus like that, like a cons- like a literally joint con- if player, if the Players Association, both NFL and basketball alike, sat here and came together and had a meet, which I believe they've done. You feel me? Especially black players, right? White players, pfft, black players though, come together and say, yo, we ain't playing. We ain't going to be playing for like two weeks. We'll we'll set out. Got you. What's two weeks? Right? What's two weeks? Because I'm telling you, those two weeks would be powerful. A day would be powerful. I'm trying to tell y'all. And my thing is, KD, you calling Kendrick Perkins a sellout. Now, here's my thing. You calling Kendrick Perkins a sellout, which is disrespectful as fuck, in my in my view. Um, because Kendrick Perkins rides for the black, like, for real, for real. Even though, and, and here's the thing. Everybody that gets in the media is not trying to sit here and do bad shit, right? Nobody's in the media. Like, there are a lot of black people in the media who are just some fuck-ups. But Kendrick Perkins ain't one of those. You feel me? Stephen A. Smith ain't one of those. Tyronza Devontae Hicks ain't one of those. You understand what I'm saying? So, when you call somebody a sellout because they don't agree with the fuck you gotta, you want them to agree with, first of all, KD, I need you to come behind the Twitter fingers and say that shit to his facts. Have a conversation. That's the thing I hate about KD. He has Twitter fingers like a motherfucker. Say that shit to a nigga face. Love you, KD, but goddamn, like literally sit there and say that shit to a nigga face. Come behind the Twitter fingers. You always got some fucking Twitter fingers. Come behind the Twitter fingers and say what you got to say on the camera to his face. You feel what I'm saying? Have a conversation. Call the man. Y'all are like, y'all play together. And you have the nerve, the audacity to sit here and call that man out like that? That man got a job to do. He getting another bag. But you can't understand that. You don't see that. You don't understand that shit. Right? You want to call niggas sellouts and shit. 
Nobody's selling out nothing. Now, Terry Crews, now that's probably a sellout, right? <laughs> now, that's, that's what we call maybe a sellout. He, he on a sale. He, he probably about to get out in a minute. You know what I'm saying? But Kendrick, no. You, no. The way you acting, though, about to get your ass whooped, right? Like, that's that's how I was looking. Because if this was in bro, stop playing. Be a grown man and, and, and call that man. Have a conversation with that man. Like, y'all have that relationship. Y'all got each other numbers. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all got each other numbers. People going to go at your head. People going to sit here and say what they got to say. People are not going to always agree with what the fuck you got to say. You feel me? But if y'all got that relationship, KD, Kendrick Perkins, then y'all should have had that conversation first. Well, beforehand. KD should have called that man and said, before I say what I'm about to say, let me have a conversation with you. You feel me? It's a lot of reactions going on and not a lot of literally proactiveness going on. That's the biggest thing right now. Nobody's sitting here taking the time to sit down with everybody, Zoom call or phone call or whatever, and figure some shit out. We just talking. Stop all of that shit. If y'all going to do it, do it. Have a grown man conversation. Because y'all acting like some fucking boys right now. Some 28, 29, whatever, 26-year-old boys. That's what you're acting like. Period. Grown men acting like fucking boys on television. Literally. When y'all can literally have a conversation off the air and get shit straight. Just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Y'all just acting like some fucking children. Get it together. Um, now, here's the thing. So, with everything going on, of course, right, after like a hundred... I don't know, after like probably decades and generations of this, and Jemima and Uncle Ben are deciding they want to change their brands. Um, here's the thing. I'm not going to say I'm not here for it, because I am. I just guess, I guess I want to ask what took so long. That's my question. I think that's my question for a lot of this shit. What took so fucking long? long it's and i have some and i have so many curiosity answers in my head like it when i ask myself that question when it comes like when i seen this you know what i'm saying when uncle you know uncle ben wants to be changed and and jemima wants to be i'm like okay i guess these are these are systematically racist um i don't want to say discriminatory figures um you know the mammy and of the uh you know uncle ben being just the the job you know job and everything like i get it you know i get it my thing is what took so long quaker (laughs) right (laughs) like what took so long what 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 took so fucking long i'm just i'm just trying to get it right you know, better late than never. But my question, that needs an answer. I need an answer. What took you so long? Because there's so many answers that come up in my head about that. Like, okay, it could have, it, 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 you, 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 you took forever because um, 
there's, you know, black people are fed up right now. You took forever because, um, I don't know, you, you want to, you want to do better. Um, it is, let me be honest. Let me keep it a B. It is really hard for me to understand companies changing. You understand what I'm saying? Especially white corporations changing who have such a embedded culture within them, right? So when I hear Angel Mama and Uncle Ben deciding to change their faces, what the fuck are you going to change it to? What the brand is it going to change to? Who are you going to bring in to change these brands? And this is not just for Angel Mama and, um, and Uncle Ben, but these are for a lot of white-owned big corporations, not only locally, but nationally, worldwide. What? Who are you bringing in? Do you have a team of black folks? No, you don't. Do you cherish the black opinion when you are put? No, you don't. And so that's where my question has to continuously comes in is what the fuck took you so fucking long? What made you? Was it this? Are you just reacting to this? Because, oh, I I don't want to look like this. Oh, I want to be on the Ben and Jerry side. Because here's the thing. Ben and Jerry's literally has been at the forefront of one of the companies to sit here and really be authentic and transparent in how they are moving with the movement, right? So when you see so many, you know, gaming companies and uh, just companies, period, putting out all of this, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff, I'm like, okay. There is, first of all, as we understand, Black Lives Matter is backed up by um, a rich, a, a rich, I think, French tycoon or something like that. Whatever. It was started by um, uh, one, a, a, a black woman, of course, but it's funded, of course, by some rich French dude. I don't know, uh, but he rich as hell. Um, now, of course, you need you need money to make sure that the, the 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 message and the movement gets out there that's just that's just america that's just how capitalism works that's just that's just what it is again i think the thing for me is is it because black lives matter the movement itself is on your ass is it because of all the messages that a lot of you haven't said yet here's the thing a lot of a lot of a lot of clothing companies companies period have been just late a lot of schools have been late on your responses to this. I've been observing. (laughs) And the crazy thing is a lot of y'all have late responses. A lot of y'all don't have responses at all. And the responses that y'all are giving are trash. I've been saying that for a long time. And again, I'm going to say this again. It is your response that is going to tailor how people are going to fuck with you. It is your response. And the crazy thing is, we don't need no watered-down response. Right? No watered-down response. It's literally going to have to be, are you culturally sensitive and culturally competent? And let me say that a lot of you are not. I don't give a fuck how much your diversity and inclusion work. I don't give a fuck about how much you put money into that you are very much un 
culturally competent. And you have no sensitivity to shit. Unless it's green. And by green, I mean the moolah. And that's it. Show me. Stop talking. Show us. Stop talking. I'm tired of niggas making statements. Show it. Show it. How do we show it? You know how to show it. You feel what I'm saying? And that's the thing. How do we show it? How do, I'm tired of explaining. A lot of black folk, a lot of my black brothers and sisters, are ti- a lot of my brothers are tired of explaining shit to you. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all are very intelligent. That's the thing. Y'all are very intelligent. And so when it when it comes to the angel mama, Uncle Ben, who you gonna put on there? What's what's the next one? Don't fuck it up, right? I just put a picture of a meme that had uh, the the first ain't vib and the last ain't vib on on uh, on the angel mama box on the uh, on the uh, on the bottom. You know, angel mama with the one ain't vib and angel mama light with the light ain't vib. Like that's who y'all gonna put? What, what you gonna do? Uncle Ben wants to sit here, and I just. It is very, it's hard to sit here and be on board when it took y'all so fucking long. I'm, I just have the question of what took you so fucking long and why are you doing this now? That's where my head is. Why are you doing this now? What took you so long? And what the fuck are you going to do next? Right? How are you going to keep this going? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a squirrel. That's all in this world. That's it. That's it. I'm just a squirrel in this world. I don't know what the hell. Okay? Because <laughs> like for me, it's like, what you gonna do? Switch out switch out the old niggas for the new niggas? The old Negroes for the new Negroes? Like, I don't know what you... Like, bruh, what are you going to do? Are you really going to hire some black brand specialist like Albert? You understand what I'm saying? Like, are y'all gonna actually do that? Are you gonna actually listen Instead of just doing shit. Because you think. What you think is black. It ain't it. And for a long time. What y'all thought has been black. Has y'all been pushing. Never sitting here. Taking in consideration. Or taking heed. Taking advice from actual black people. So again. I ask. What the fuck took you so fucking long. I'm going to leave it there. We're going to take a five. We'll be back. It's the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. And we'll be back with the second half of the show. You feel me? Stay put, stay easy, and stay a breezy. What's going on, everybody? And we are back. We are back. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. Episode 135. We are back with the Opinionated Topic of the Week. And so, we are talking weddings and relationships. Oh, man. Let me read this. Let me read this one more time for you all. Let me read this. Uh, uh, this picture that I had, of course, because this is going this is this is going to this is going to activate a lot of feelings. I, f- I feel like I feel like people aren't ready for this conversation, especially my generation isn't ready for this conversation. Um, but we're going to have it anyway. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, if you get in your feelings and if you feel away about anything that I say, um, sorry, not sorry. And maybe you have to look deep within yourself. Because if I'm, listen, I don't know you, right? Like I said before, I don't know you. 
So with anything that I say, I hope that it, it, it is a, um, I got this damn do-rag. <laughs> it is a, I hope it, 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 it sparks something in you to say, okay, maybe I'm doing something right or wrong or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's low-key my own, my, my hope. You know what I'm saying? But let's get into it. Um, trying to find this picture real quick. All right. So like I said before, we're talking, we're in the PNA topic of the week and we're talking weddings and marriages and, and which one basically is important and, and divorce and everything. So people are ready for weddings. And for me, I'm even going to put, I'm going to do this. People are ready for weddings, gender reveals and baby showers and not marriages. That's probably why many people get divorced nowadays. Here's the thing, right? There's a lot of us that say relationships are not lasting. Um, And it is viably true because what I see is that the wedding as over time, right, the weddings, baby showers, even gender reveals, right? Gender reveals became a thing. Um, have become a lot more of importance than the actual marriage itself. You understand what I'm saying? I've seen too many couples via public, via non-public, being ones that I know, being ones that I don't, or being ones that I've seen, that literally start off, right? And this is particularly kind of um, uh, my generation, right? Um, and here's the thing: before we go there, let's say let's let's just take in heat. First off, that back in the day, there was a lot more marriages than weddings, right? Or a lot more union ships then there was, you know, actually caring about the wedding and everything like that because family was important, right? And over time, we got to see a lot of things change into, okay, more so singleness to, okay, we're, 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 we're something else, right? We're not more so married, but we're, we're doing our own thing. To now we are in a cusp of, like I said, the, 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 the weddings, the gender reveals, the baby showers are a lot more important than the actual relationships and marriages that you're actually in, right? There's been too many, too many. And this just didn't start with our generation, but I think we perfected it. There is too many of us having just babies just to have them, for one, right? Just to have them. And when I say just to have them, here's what I mean. There's a lot of women who are just popping out kids just to pop them out. And there are just too many motherfucking men who are just imploding in these women just to implode. You understand what I'm saying? And then you have the humiliated gall to sit here and get mad and be upset, right? When you miraculously get pregnant. Now, I don't know about your mama or your parents, but my mama always told me it only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one time, right? So, you get into the baby showers, gender reveals, all of that. And here's the thing. It's not even the celebrities, right? Celebrities got the money to do that. They have the the the, the ability to do that, right? When I see these over-extravagant um, 
gender reveals and baby showers that probably put a hole in your pocket. Uh, it is something to be said when then your relationship doesn't work after six months having the baby or um, or into, you know, six months to a year after your wedding. Now just things are now distant. Oh, we're taking a break. Oh, we're ta- after a year, bro. After six months, bro. Sis, what's going on? What's, what's the problem? Right. Like that's that that's always been my, some of my like my questions. Right. What what is really going on here? What is happening in, in the midst of, of 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 between the wedding and everything in between and the marriage? Right. Because let me say, first of all, let me acknowledge a lot of couples. Y'all are young couples in my generation who are really killing the game. I know a lot of the, 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 um, to, to all that I, to all that I see and know that don't make it because of some bullshit. There are a lot of young couples that I know personally that are out here literally killing the game and literally make me still understand and believe that love is out here. Love is true. Love is real. Love is literally out here for us. Right. And I have to commend them because in a time in this culture where everything is just like can be anybody can just try to grab you and snatch you and don't care about your significant. I give you all props. Right. I give you those props. I give you that when you can stay committed to yours and not even step out. Right. And that means emotionally and physically. When you when you have the ability to sit here and work through, and I've seen a lot of young couples work through it, right? And that may be, hey, we need to take a break for a minute, but that doesn't mean I'm about to sit here and step out on you, right? That means I'm about to sit here and take a break. We need to sit here and reassess, revamp, and reassure ourselves that this is what we want. When you have that type of maturity in your relationship, at such a young age, it is amazing. People hate on it, right? And right now I'm celebrating. I love some of the people that I fuck with that that are literally in their relationships and they're my age to one to two years older than me loving on their significant other. You understand what I'm saying? Loving on them, working at it. Because... What I see is that, and what I've known, is that relationships are work. I don't know what made y'all in our generation, right? In my generation, particularly. I don't know what made y'all want to be so relationship goalie. And maybe it's because of the social media and shit like that. But let me say this now so I can break your hearts, (laughs) right? You're probably not going to get to the relationship goals because those were just pictures. <laughs> those were memes, right? Those were memes, right? You have to work at it. There's a lot of couples that I look at who are older than me, celebrity and local, who literally are literally living their best life now because they had to work at their marriage. They had kids. They had a family. They have job. They literally had to work at it. It is a job. It is a 25, eight 
job, right? When you get off of your eight to five, nine to five, or you entrepreneur, whatever, whatever job you at, you then have to come home and then be a father or a mother, okay? You have to be a mother. You have to be a father. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to be, you know what I'm saying, cohesive. Then I have to be your companion. There is a lot of shit that goes into that. And I don't think our generation really understands the complexity of it, right? That's why I always take a step back and just observe, ask questions. I'm, I love to ask questions when it comes to this shit. Because it makes me understand, like, oh, okay, okay, for real, okay, got it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Faith without work is really, really dead. I'll say that again. Faith without work is dead. Y'all can sit here and pray to God all y'all want to. Oh, fix my relationship, fix my relationship. But if you two are not working at the relationship, then what 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 good is a baby going to make in that? Right? Because a lot of y'all are just trying to stay with your stay with your baby daddy or your baby mamas for the sake of the child. That's perfect. I think that's cool. I think that's, I think that's, that's fine. I mean, do what you do. But at the same time, what good is that going to do? Right? What good is that going to do? You understand what I'm saying? Because at that point, you two are miserable, but you're trying to fake it for your child. Which then causes division between you two. And the crazy thing is parent, <laughs> parents love to sit here and think that kids don't catch up on shit. Like I keep saying, the more our generation continues to come along, the smarter and the more intelligent these kids become. I picked up on so much of my mama's vibes. When she was mad at a nigga, when she wasn't mad at a nigga, when she wanted to kill a nigga, when she wanted, when she was arguing with a nigga, we were smart. We understood what the fuck was going on, right? At the age of like eight, nine, right? Bef- probably before that, we understood what the fuck was going on. We seen how our parents were getting along, right? We understood that mommy and daddy ain't together. Okay, cool, Right? At the same token, at the same token, that does not demean you from being a parent, a great parent at that, right? But when it comes to these marriages and weddings, I really believe that our generation has perfected this this craft of putting the wedding and everything else, putting everything else before the actual relationship. Right? We love to see relationship goals. We love to see this is what I want to be. This is how I want to be. And here's the thing. Our generation and generation after us are literally looking at social media for the relationship goals. We're looking at we're looking at social media. We're looking at the relationship goals. We're looking at the memes and we're like, that's what I want. We have a lot of standards. As our generation and the gen mm, excuse me. My generation, the generation before us. Right. We have a lot of standards that a lot of people are not going to live by. Period. Men and women, period. Oh, he got to be this. She got to be that. 
She got to have this type of head. He got to have this type of body. She got to have this type of ears. He got to have this type of eyes. Like, we have so many standards. And it don't even got to be high. But we have so many that we're asking God to create one for us. We're asking God to literally say, hey, create my man. Create my woman. Nigga, what? What? Our generation doesn't understand the word compromise. At least not yet. Right? As a whole, not yet. There are, like I said, there are a lot of, there are some to a lot of couples who are literally young and doing it out here. But as a whole, we're trash. We are trash. We see these gender reveals, we see these weddings, and they are exquisite. What is it? They are extravagant. They are, they make you think that they are a whole big happy family. And then three to six months later, we got a divorce. What? What the fuck did y'all even? <laughs> Why? Right? For what? For what? Let me keep it a bean. It is hard right now in my gen- here's the let me let me keep it a whole bean. Okay, it is hard in my generation for me to find find true, true love, because one, people are having babies just to have babies. And then two, in that people are looking for love after you have the child. Here's my thing. Here's here's my thing. I love love. Right. Love, love. But we are all intelligent enough to know. All of us, all of us, don't sit here and 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 tell me otherwise that we understand who we land down with. Okay, who we having sex with? Who's going to actually, you know, maybe be in our space and everything of that nature? We're intelligent to understand that. We're intelligent to understand. The thing is, we don't care. (laughs) Okay? We don't care. I'll say it. We don't give a fuck. And the problem with a lot of marriages right now is that y'all not giving a fuck. Y'all not even giving a fuck. Okay? What I've seen from a lot of my older OGs when it comes to their marriages, and I ask these questions all the time, is how... Do you make it? Here's the thing. My, my granny, I always ask my grandmothers, how did you and my granddad, because he's he's not technically my, my biological granddad, but he's been in my life for 40 plus years. I got his name, right? So he's my granddad, right? And I asked her, I said, how did you and Tyronza literally sit here and make it work for 40 years without ever getting married? Never got married. But how did y'all make this shit work for 40 years? Y'all, y'all been having this little tit for tat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your man. You his man. How the hell? And she said, you know what? We don't... The title of it, right? The title of man. She was like, I, I, I've been married twice. And she, and she was like, when it came to Ty, it was like he was the most compatible for me. But we never wanted to sit here and get married because that's not what we wanted to do. We've, we've been through that road now. You know what I'm saying? But... We're old enough to, we was old enough to understand young, for real, like, yo, this is what we want to do, this is how we're going to do it, and that's what it's going to be, right? 
And when I hear my grandma say that, I'm like, damn. But they have such a great relationship. Have such a great relationship. Still love each other to this day. You know what I'm saying? Still, still fucking with each other to this day. Right? And I, I sit there and I'm like, they never had a marriage. But they were, they act, but they were like, they were married. You know what I'm saying? Like they really worked at it. Right? Like they really loved each other. Still love each other. Right? Still be arguing and shit like that. Even, even, even now. Like they, they, they both kind of single in a way, but then they, you know, it's weird. But the, it works for them. I think in our generation now, we need to get to a place where um, if you don't want the title, that's fine. But you need to get to a place where you and your you and yours is going to work however it's going to work. Right. I think a lot of a lot of us are being very still conventional with a lot of shit. When a lot of us deep down inside just want, just don't want to sit here and do the conventional shit. Do you want to be unconventional, right? But that you, you don't want to say that to your family. You don't want to say that to your, you know, your mom, your dad. Like, yo, I want to do this, this, and that. But you grown at the end of the day, right? Your decision is your decision. Yeah, people are gonna be probably upset at your decision. People are going to be upset. But if you don't want to get married, don't do that shit. Do what you, do what you and yours want to do. I think because people are not doing what they actually want to do, how they want to do it, without the and and not and not worrying about other people's opinion, is literally why a lot of y'all, I believe, get into these marriages, get into all of this bullshit, do all of this shit, and then. And then have the nerve to sit here and be getting mad and be getting all upset. Well, did you do what you wanted to do? No, you did what you thought was right. What you listen, that's cool, but I don't believe that you did what you wanted to do. Okay, there's a lot of you that are not doing what you want to do. Now, first of all, y'all need y'all. My thing is, first off, how can you even sit here? And and try to marry somebody or be with somebody or say these vows when you not even not even halfway together. I'm saying, though, like you're not even halfway, you're not even bringing none of y'all are even bringing anything to the table. So what what are y'all doing? That's my thing. A lot of y'all ain't even bringing shit to the table. A lot of y'all just get into these marriages just to get into them. A lot of y'all are just getting into it because, okay, I'm going to to settle or I'm going to be comfortable. And then y'all have the audacity to go out and cheat. The fuck? You might as well sit here and break it off. For what? For what? What do you want? Because that's your man. You need a man. You need somebody to have your heart. Sit down. Have your own fucking heart. Okay? Have your own fucking heart. Get yourself together first before you try to let somebody else get your ass together. Because that's basically what it is. You want somebody to fix you. Ain't nobody going to fix you but you, bruh. Fix yourself first before you try to sit here and try to fix somebody else. Y'all put too much into these weddings and these gender reviews and these baby shots. Listen, 
and then the relationship don't even last three months. What? Come on now. Come on now. And like I said, it's not that my generation started this shit. It's just we propelled it a lot. We made it faster and we created a new type of culture where it's just like, yo, a lot of y'all are getting married just to sit here and be comfortable and then have the audacity to sit here and go cheat. Then got the nerve to sit here and be mad when you get caught. Why? For what? in, In the midst of everything, why are you cheating? In that, that's the question. Why are you cheating? If that's not what you want to do, if that's not what you want to do, if that's not where you want to be, then get the fuck on. But now you're creating even more negative space around you and yours because now you don't know how to keep your pussy locked or you don't know how to keep your dick in your pants. Grow the fuck up. Okay? Grow up. And try to understand yourself. Turn the mirror on you. Get your shit together. Before you sit here and try to have somebody fix you. Because ain't nobody going to fix you but you and the OG upstairs. But that's if you want to. And a lot of y'all don't want to sit here and turn the mirror on yourself. Y'all think being lonely it's some, it's, it's some type of disease or some shit. First of all, let me sit here and say, being alone, best thing ever. It's not the best thing ever, but it's such, a, a, it's such an important part to this thing we call life. Because you have to get you together as much as possible. And when God knows and sees that you're doing that, he's going to insert somebody. That is going to be just for you. And yes, they may not have the Michael B. Jordan body. They may not have a Megan Good booty. They may, they may not have all that you want physically, right? Because like I said, in our general, we have so many fucking standards of how we need to have somebody, right? They got to have this. They got to have that. They got to shut up and be okay with what you have. Because it can be a whole lot worse. Your ass could be sitting here with 27 cats talking about, oh, I'm, I'm, my life is great, knowing that you're lying. You need to learn. You need to observe. And you need to watch how people are moving in your family, out your family. You believe in love. Look for people who literally are love. Here's one couple that I love. Period. Kept on stage and his wife. Love they love their relationship. Why? Because Melissa, beautiful woman. Kept on stage, handsome man, right? You see those old pictures? Man, sometimes. Right? You just sit there and be like, damn. And Kevin, and Kevin will even say, like, I don't even know why she chose me. Right? Some of the ugliest men in the world got the beautiful. Do we have to sit here and say Jay-Z and Beyonce? Right? And a lot of y'all ain't on that level. Stop thinking it. (laughs) Right? But it's to sit here and say, like, yo, there has to be some type of compromise that comes with the relationship. You're not going to get your way all the time. That sucks to say. 
right? I know, I know, I know that you're that you want to get your way. I know that, you know, I know that when somebody says no to you, you get an attitude, but get over yourself. Get over your fucking self. Get over it and, and please get over it. Literally. Get over yourself. And start thinking more about if you are going to sit here, if y'all are going to be serious about it, it is time for y'all as a unit to stop thinking about you as an individual and start thinking about us as a whole. It is bigger than y'all now. So that means the things that y'all came in with, y'all got to talk about that, sit through that and everything like that and come to compromises so that now y'all are working as a unit. A lot of us now in this generation, a lot of us now in this time don't work as units. We work very individually sitting here saying that we're married. That don't work. It don't work. So if you're going to move individually, you might as well fucking break up with with your significant other. Right? You can still be an individual moving as a unit. Because you came in as one. But when it comes to the now the dynamic of everything, now you're moving as one. You're going to have to sit here and be in communication with your girl or with your man and make sure that, okay, I'm here, I'm here. Because now in our time, there cannot be, oh, I forgot, I did this. No, let me know. A text ain't nothing. A call ain't nothing. Put the fucking work in. And the work ain't even hard. Y'all just lazy. Yeah, I said it. I'll keep it a bean. Y'all lazy as fuck. Put the fucking work in. Get your shit together. I'm tired of seeing so many of us getting divorced. And then, like, y'all want to sit here and argue that I hate him. I hate man. He a bitch. Man, man, shut the fuck up. Because, honestly, this is what y'all did. Deal with it. Deal with that. Understand that. Let that shit manifest. Let that shit hurt in your spirit because literally you did not do what you needed to do. Y'all did not sit here and bring compromise to the situation. Y'all did not sit here and get y'all shit together. Y'all wonder why we getting divorced so damn quick? You keep putting your energy into shit that really don't fucking matter. Yes, your baby matters. The wedding really don't matter though. Okay? Your union to each other matters. The wedding don't matter though, bro. Baby showers don't matter though, bro. Gender reveals really don't matter, bro. We just do that just to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Because it brings excitement, but they really fucking don't matter. I know that that's hitting a lot of spots right now, but it really don't matter, bro, because it's the union between you two. If that is strong, everything else is going to be great. And let me, like I said, like I said, there's a lot of unions that I see that make that still allow me to believe that love is still prevalent. It is still here. It is still strong. But there's a lot of y'all that are sitting here just having this shit and doing this shit just because y'all just doing it. And y'all being too fucking comfortable. And y'all being too fucking stagnant. And y'all not working at it. So, here is my last word. Stop being lazy. Work at it. If you're going to do it, work at it. If y'all not into it, get the fuck on. Okay? Stop trying to make it work for the baby and everything like that and let it go. Be good parents to your child. Be 
literally good people to each other. You understand what I'm saying? You can co-parent. You can sit here and be broken up, co-parent, or even still without the baby, right? If y'all didn't even have a baby, y'all can still sit here and love on each other and be associates, right? Yes, heartbreak is a bitch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Heartbreak is a motherfucker, but that should not stop you from understanding that love is still here because you love other folks and you love other people. Heartbreak literally is is something to let manifest in your spirit and just to understand why everything happened the way it happened. You're going to have to take responsibility. Your significant other is going to have to take responsibility. You both are going to have to take responsibility. And once y'all take responsibility and accountability, then things are going to move a lot more faster. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> y'all make sure that y'all um, follow me on um Follow the podcast on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters and all of that good stuff. We are at T-O-B double underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can follow me on uh, Facebook, on Facebook um, at The Opinionated Brother Pod. Um, that's The Opinionated Brother P-O-D. You feel me? Make sure that you are listening to us on any platform that you uh, listen to or, you know, listen to your podcast or music from. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Um... You can listen to me on my website at www.tyronzix.com forward slash the opinionated brother. Uh, you, if you would like to donate to the network, if you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can. Uh, you can go to my website as well and just hit the donate tab. We take Cash App and PayPal donations. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? If you would like to become an ad sponsor, uh, we, we just added two new ad sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to A Marie Beauty and shout out to uh, my guy, EDF. Uh, <clears throat> Elbert Foster, uh, the brand specialist for coming on and everything. Um, I hope everybody, like I said, I hope everybody had a great Juneteenth. Um, Juneteenth was really, really chill. I got my hair twisted. I like for me, Juneteenth, I only wanted to get my hair twisted. I, 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 that's what it was. So shout out to my girl, Tiana, uh, the homie Tiana for, um, getting me twisted up and everything. I appreciate you, girl. Um, I think that's it. I will be back on Wednesday. On the Devontae's World podcast, go check out the um, the new episode there. We have a new episode that's coming Wednesday, but go check out the past episode. I uh, talked about New York a lot. We're talking about Toronto. Um, we're talking Toronto on on, on this Wednesday's uh, Devontae's World podcast, and I'll have the after dark for y'all on Thursday. All right, love, peace, and hair grease. Y'all be stay easy, stay breezy. Peace, love, have a great week, people. <laughs>